you're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Monday, and in these episodes, you'll hear Sangram interview incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. And like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Sam here. Hope everybody's doing fantastic. Sorry I missed yesterday's live. There's a lot going on. So, uh, so here we are. Um, and I have someone that I recently met, uh, Leon Alberta, who's a joint CEO of Moms in Business Association. And I was introduced by uh, my good friend. Uh, and and, and I'm, I want to say that in that conversation where we talked about this, I was like, wait a minute, this is ridiculous. How did you do it? And, 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 and Ricardo, when he introduced me, I was like, Ricardo, she is, she's someone I need to be on the guest. He's like, yeah, go ahead and introduce it. I'll introduce the introduction. So that's how we got together. So here we are jumping in with Leona. Leona, how are you doing? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Fantastic. Well, thank you for jumping in. And for people who can coming in, you can see like you know, Erica just joined in for, um, from North Carolina. Just jump in, tell us uh, where you're from and any questions you got going on. Because we're going to talk about how to build a community. And Leona, you have done a fantastic job of it in the last, like, what, how many years? Um, so the group has been a thing for just over three years now. It's actually three year birthday last week, which was really exciting. But we didn't have a chance to celebrate because we were busy dealing with life. <laughs> well, we'll tell everybody where you are right now, Leona, and, uh, and we'll just and give a little bit of introduction about what this association is all about. And we'll get into more of the, the deeper questions. Okay, so um, Mums and Association was abandoned around ideas for probably a little while for both myself and my stepsister. And we just felt like there wasn't anywhere on the internet where women could speak openly and honestly around the difficulties at the time of being a mum in business. And um, since then, it's become for women in business, but obviously we kept the name because we're very, very well known. But um, we wanted, as mums, to be able to bring those discussions to the table because being a female entrepreneur is really difficult. I mean, I'm sorry, guys, but I can't speak on behalf of you guys, but I know, being a female, that it's really, really tough. And we wanted to be able to have and normalize those conversations and, and, and encourage people to, um, to share. And actually, what's happened is people feel comfortable having those conversations that they weren't having before because they felt like they were the only people going that situation when really they're not you know there's hundreds of thousands of other people going through exactly the same thing um and having a tough time you know entrepreneurship is difficult right you know as well as i do how tough tough you know entrepreneurship is difficult at any time especially now um so yeah that's that's the kind of the, the, the basic um, information behind why we set up the group three years ago and you know when you started this two years ago walk me back and walk everybody walk listening into like what is your big vision because that's what blew me away that's what made me like okay you're not kidding anybody you're not there to like or, you know just like or make make just incremental change you need you want to make an exponential change in the community so walk us through the big vision that you have that drives you every day so for, for me, when I look at the networking community specifically, I see, you know, incredible businesses like BNI. But when you look at those companies, they're very corporate heavy and there's absolutely not nothing wrong with corporate. But that doesn't give a true representation to, to the community that is business owners. And we wanted to bridge the gap between seven figure business owners and kitchen table business owners and bring all of those people, all races, religions, backgrounds, ethnicities, all of all, all walks of life to one room. Um, because I feel that and I know that we are stronger together, we are stronger as a community rather than the consistent pitting against each other that we face way before the current situation that we're facing. And um, for me, I haven't even scratched the surface. For me, I want to be alongside those those size companies. We want to have networking events in every single country that needs us to have networking events. And not just networking events, but we're also creating a foundation. We're creating something where women can come and they can apply for funds, they can get accredited courses, they can have support, um, they can have, you know, mentees um, and mentors. So there's going to be pairing processes, there's going to be so much that we're going to be doing. Um, so this for me is just the beginning because I genuinely believe there are millions and millions of women who are really, really struggling from, you know, from all different walks of life that really need the support and they don't just don't have it. And I, I believe that that's a it's, a, it's a hard thing, as you said, entrepreneurship is hard, and then you add on to all the other layers to it, it becomes even harder. Um, and so I want to just say hi to Heather, uh, just joining in over here from LinkedIn, Aaron as well, and a few others are just joining in. So if you have any questions, just go ahead and, and pop it in here for you know, and me, because we're going to talk about how you build a community. So walk us through the current state, the size of your community, where your community exists, um, and like at a high level, like just a big picture, so people get to understand where you are today. But then really quick, let's go back and then say, where did you start? So let's start there. Okay, so currently in the main group alone, you've got to understand that we have around 245 Facebook groups um, around the world. In our, in our main Facebook group, we have 58,000 women. Um, and we have a following of over 350,000 across the world. So just in the main group alone, we have over 156 countries, I believe, at last count represented. Um, and our business operates in around, I think at last count, it was 12 countries. Um, so we provide child friendly network events in those 12 countries around the world, which we're so glad to be able to do. Um, yeah, really, really proud of our team, really proud of our team. So we're like, making sure that everybody hears those numbers right. So you got 
245 different Facebook groups that you have created and the moderators for each one of them that, that you, you have regions. Are they based by region or are they based by any other word or no, so they're based by region. So we have the main mums and business association group, which is worldwide. Yeah. Um, and then we have location, smaller groups, um, which are great for local networking, right. like figuring out who's in your local area, you know, creating those more intimate relationships. Um, and then we have the main mums and business association group, which is so fast moving, really, really fast paid, lots of content, lots of incredible women in there, yeah. all walks of life, sharing their highs and their lows and giving each other tips, which for me was the, the biggest, the biggest, uh, most important thing for me was to have people within the community that, um, that really can support one another because this isn't just a task that you know one of us can kind of put band-aid on it's something that we need to create a movement around and i think we have done an incredible job so far but for me we have only just started so what's your vision like where where do you see this going how big do you see this happening where where do you think to expand so we are currently the fastest growing networking company sorry the fastest growing female networking company in the world but we're not just happy with that you know we are we are wanting change and so over the next two to five years we have some massive plans around supporting underprivileged women women who have been um, in abusive relationships women who may find themselves in prison women who find themselves in hostels um you know so for me it's not just about supporting corporate it's about supporting grassroots and i think that for me that's the biggest thing i really want to go in and i want to be able to support you know i'm, I'm with my children we actually run a teenage entrepreneurs group because i believe that change happens from the from the off um, and i think we're responsible as a you know as a race to to kind of support those people that maybe haven't had that support from the beginning so where do i see ourselves i see ourselves as a huge well-known worldwide recognized company who are supporting women of, from all levels and all backgrounds and, and really being able to support them at different levels. And I think that's really, really important for us. That's great. And uh, you probably know Heather because Heather is saying that Miba, um, is, is that how you say Miba or Miba? Yeah? Miba. You can, I mean, you can call it whatever you like, but we call it Miba. Yes, Heather is, Heather actually is my global, I'm sorry, she's my UK head coordinator. She's an incredible part of the team. So thanks very much, Heather, for your hard work. You're amazing. That is fantastic. Well, let's, let's ask the difficult question now, which is more of like every organization out there wants to build a community. I have said this before and people who listen to this state all the time, which is that without community, you're simply a commodity. And, and I mean that because that's how we build our platform community. Like we built up my phone that allowed us to, to create more of a voice out in the marketplace that attracted a lot more people to your platform. And that, that means we have a product and services, but our community is where we would start it. And I think you doing it, I see a lot of people, uh, companies trying to attempt, attempting to do it, but they're not successful. And, and they find it extremely hard to do it. So what is it that you think worked for you that allowed you to build this community and bring it at a, such a fast, rapid speed in the last few years? I think we were really, really clear on the people who we wanted within the community. Um, we were really, really clear from the beginning what was expected within the community, not just expected from other people, but expected from us as community owners. So we led with authenticity and um, value from the beginning. And I think it's something I see a lot of the time there. So people set up communities with the intention to monetize, right? Yeah. And I think that's where people go wrong because you've got to remember people see through that stuff. Mm. People see through the, you know, protected value, but they want the real substance. They want you to show up authentically. They want you to show up consistently. And very, very few communities are doing that. And actually in the last three years, there has been seldom my day I've had off and I have been consistently providing value. In fact, when COVID hit, I was live every single day in that community for four weeks straight. So yeah. just give somebody some hope, give somebody a tip, give somebody something. And there were days where I felt like I got nothing to say, quite frankly, because I was all talked out. But I showed it regardless and people were grateful of that. People were really, really grateful. And, you know, people look at me as an influencer. And I don't like to use that word very often. I think it's a bit, you know, shiny and Instagram-like. Um, I just see myself as somebody who is, you know, allow, giving people the permission to give themselves permission to be heard. And I think sometimes people need that little nudge to say, give yourself permission, allow yourself to be heard. And I am doing that for them. And I want to do that on a much larger scale because it is really, really needed. It's, it's hugely needed, even more so now than ever. So yes, and I think, so building a community is all about integrity. It's all about consistency. It's, all, it's not about you. It's not about you. And I think a lot of people have a level of ego and, you know, have, you know, dollar signs in their eyes. And it's it really, that comes, that comes way down the list. You have got to be in it for the right reasons. Um, otherwise people are turned off. Yeah. You, you use two words that are super, super core to, to building a community. And just, I think the other word that I would say is that building trust. Uh, ultimately, yeah, people want to be part of that. And, um, you know, like Aisha over there, kind of echoing your authenticity comment. Uh, Kimberly, great to see you, Kimberly. And, and I know her for a long period of time. Kimberly, it's, it's all about authenticity. And, and Paul kind of echoing the same sentiment. And Paul just asked, like, how large is the community? So Paul, for just for you folks to join in, um, you know, Leona has over 58,000 uh, people in her community right now. And across worldwide, all these different outlets they, they have, it seems like there are over 350,000 uh, people in that community. So it's a massive community, Paul. And, uh, and everybody listening in. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted you to bring come in, because you have done this in a relatively short time. 
And what's even more interesting and, and honestly surprising, like really surprising for a, lot, for a lot of people is that you have also figured out a way to make sure that there's a clear business model that is clean, mm-hmm. people get it, and it's transparent. It's, it's not something that, as you said, like, so people who are joining the community by region, they get a taste of it and they're able to then uh, go in and do different plans and programs and stuff like that. So when people build their community, the two words you use, integrity and consistency, integrity and consistency. Talk to me about how do you show up consistently over there? How do you, how does your community show up? What are the things that the, the moderators of each of these 245 different groups have to consistently do? Like, well, how have you created it in such a way that it's scalable, where you're not the only person responsible to do it? You have 245 different moderators who are supposed to be your army of team and salespeople uh, in, in some way or support people that, that, that people, I don't think people think about it this way. They take the onus on their own shoulders and it's really hard to do it all at the scale of what you're doing. So I'd love to hear more on that. And it's really, really difficult. You know, we were having a conversation previously about, you, you know, trying to be everywhere, trying to be every, everything to everybody. And, and I think, you know, with all the best will in the world, you can't be. So it's understanding your limitations first day. So with the main Mums and Business Association group, we have um, a team, we have an admin team, but I'm predominantly the person that creates the content. So and I don't have anybody to write my content. I don't have anybody to schedule my content. All of that's done by me. And people laugh and they're like, you know, you run, you know, a fairly sizable business. Why are you still writing all of your content? Why are you still responding to people? And it's, for me, it's because that's where relationships are built. Mm. And so relationships are at the core of my mission. They're at the core of the, the business. For me, without relationships, you don't have a business. And I think that's what I need people to understand is, you know, you can't just look at a business with you know dollar size you have got to look at the businesses what how can i best support this person and actually some of the most incredible relationships i've got that come out of the group have not lined my pockets at all in any way shape or form in fact i've probably given them them some stuff so it's not about that it is really really about showing up consistently and, and authenticate. So consistently for me is every single day. I post two or three times a day into the group. So I make sure that 80%, at least 80% of my posts are valuable. So what do I mean by value? And I get asked this a lot. Value, all value is, is education. Now, I don't mean education as in, you know, if you buy our course, you will learn how to create a Facebook site. I don't mean that kind of value. And I don't mean that kind of education. I mean something that's going to learn about you, learn about your brand or take away as a skill or something that's going to make them feel good. Right. So even some days, you know, I put, a post around, you know, mum life. Like today's really sucked because my teenager knew what he was doing with his business, whatever. Like it can be anything. And again, I'm educating the audience on the fact that I'm a mum of five and that I have a busy life and that my children also, two of my children have businesses. Therefore, I have a skill set around supporting your entrepreneurs. So just that immediately lead to sales. No. But what it does is it engages people, it piques people's interest. And people are interested in, you know, oh, okay, Leona's more than just an influencer yeah. or more than just a Facebook group owner. She actually is a mum and she, she loves to travel and she loves to kind of give back to the community. All of those things are educational. So when you think about your value, don't just think, you know, don't, don't make it too too structured people really really especially in the same age where information is so readily available and everybody's trying to sell us something so desperately traditional marketing methods aren't working as effectively so you've got to stand out from the crowd you've got to think about what makes you you and it's not about what makes you you because you're pretending to be somebody else it's not about that it's not about pretending to live a life that you don't have it's not about standing in front of a car that you've borrowed to take pictures in front of it's about being authentic being genuine and creating those actual relationships through connection and through actually caring and i think that's something that's so important people can tell when something's contrived they can tell when it's not a genuine conversation you know and i think that's again something that's really important so when i say i show up consistently i'm talking christmas day birthday you know all of those things that traditionally people would take off i'm there and i have shown up so do i have boundaries yeah, absolutely but i'm also aware that i'm building something that is incredible and that takes time it takes commitment it takes it takes sacrifice you know i'm I believe in our mission. I believe in the vision that we have and that we hold. And therefore, I know that this is just this is just the beginning. I love this. The, the part of consistency, I've always said this, uh, that consistency creates massive outcomes. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Anybody who does anything consistently, it, it doesn't really matter what it is. Uh, just pick one. Like, you know, as you said, you, you start with this business and you're like, I'm going to post every day once or twice. I'm going to make sure I'm not looking for likes. I'm not looking for you. I'm just going to consistently do it because that's going to turn into a habit. That's going to make it make people recognize that I'm there for them. It, it change, it's a game changer. And I feel like when I started doing that on LinkedIn, um, initially I felt I fell into the trap of like, oh, it, it's not doing enough views and likes or comments, but it actually did more than that. It made me one a dependable that people can depend on me. Like for example, when I didn't do my live on Monday, I got notes saying, "Hey, you, what happened?" Like, you? <laughs> yeah, like okay, so so that was a really good moment for me to realize, like, okay, well, that does add to someone's life, uh, if not some, some more than one. But it also created something. Leon, I'm interested and curious what you think about it. It created a habit for me, and that habit turned into that. It just made my creativity just go to the next level. So yeah, like, I'll give an example of it. Like for example, and, and people can and do that. Uh, like for example, I said, "Wait a minute, I do podcasts, but I never captures people information." So I started putting in this, saying, that, "All right, text intentional at uh, three three seven seven seven." And, and I'll send a Sunday note. And it's interesting, there were 17,000 people now part of that Sunday note. And I was like, that's interesting. I never thought that this can drive that. But it, it, this consistency allows you to do some incredible things. I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to like, what have you learned about yourself by doing something so consistent? I think that I've learned that 
Cut is everything and it makes a huge difference in the outcome. And it has, it honestly, it has changed the way I think about everything. So I'm much more um, focused. I'm much more dedicated. I'm much faster working. I get stuff done much quicker. I am very extremely creative. I'm always thinking of new campaigns and new things that I want to take a stand on and how I can support the wider community. So there's all, I'm in the, let's call it flow. I, I found that it helped me get into that flow and actually it helped me stay there, which has never happened for such a consistent period of time. Because obviously as an entrepreneur, you have highs and lows and you know, especially when you're creative, sometimes you just, you, you're not quite sure on what your next move is or, you know, maybe you don't have the idea of stopping. What it's enabled me to do is really, really stay in that state for a longer period of time. Now don't get me wrong, I am human. And when things come up, they may, you know, wobble me around a little bit, but I'm much, it's much easier for me to get back into that flow because it's become habitual because it's been happening. Now I totally understand that relationship and I absolutely understand what my ideal guy wants to do. And communicating with them is as important to me as it is for them. You know, if I don't go live, I miss it as much as they do. And, you know, those relationships formed are unbreakable and the loyalty between us as a community is incredibly strong so it's taught me so much and I feel very very blessed to be honest for me it's more than the money it's taught me so much about life I've learned I, I feel like I have grown as a person so much over the last three years because you know running a community isn't easy dealing with 58,000 women in one place is, is tough especially when there are global situations that come up everybody has different opinions you want to give everybody a voice but you obviously want to streamline education that has been a challenge for me but it's also pushed me to think you know deeper it's also pushed me to have a deeper level of understanding and it's also pushed me to ask lots of questions and gain you know gain a, a wider knowledge around those subjects so it's, it's been incredibly incredibly um Incredibly helpful for me, just as much as it has been for everybody else. You know, it really, really has. I, I do totally. I can see it. Like, you know, when Ricardo introduced us and we had the conversation, I remember this, like, you know, the same glow uh, at that time as well, because I think you really do care of building a community and a sustainable community. I wonder what is one of the biggest challenges that you have felt in building this community over the last, last three years? Um, I think that the biggest challenge is allowing people to understand that I'm a human as well. Um, and I think that for me has been really difficult. Somebody who's really empathetic, um, as somebody who wants to change the world and be a, a truth seeker and you know, who wants to make everything better for everybody. I think that's been really, really challenging for me to understand that I do have, I do have, you know, I don't like to think of myself as having a feeling of capability, but I do have, you know, I have to take things in stages and I do have to do things incrementally because I'm not Oprah, right? So I have to do things in the way in which I have the capabilities of doing them. So I think that's been a big challenge for me because I'm a big thinker, I'm a big vision kind of girl and I work my backside off to make it happen. Right. And I'm really, really tough on myself. I'm really, really tough on myself because it doesn't ever quite feel enough. And I'm not sure that it ever actually will, um, because there is so much to do in the world. I feel like I need to replicate myself along uh, many, many times over because, you know, because people are needed to be given voices in this world. And I just don't think they're being given that permission currently in so many situations. And I feel like I can give them that voice, but I just don't have the capacity. Yeah, I hear you. If you had an opportunity to say, you know what, there was no reason for me to do that because we all have made mistakes. Like I'll tell you what mine. Uh, and it was a crazy, crazy mistake. So when we started Terminus with Matthew Incredible Co-Founders, the very, uh, one of the, in the early days, I had no idea how to sell. And I'm like, okay, well, let's do this thing. So I hop on a call. We had this call set up with someone. Um, her name is Gretchen Beaver. She's still our customer. So amazing. Uh, five years later, she's still our customer. And uh, I hope you're not still selling her at that price. I don't know. I've never looked back, but <laughs> I'm glad I don't want to look back. But I remember me and Eric and Amanda were on the call with her and we called her, uh, we did a demo of, on slides. It's already like, like a first three months, right? And she said, oh, this looks great. Um, how much is it for? And we had no idea because we never talked about pricing. We were so excited to like, like the product and, and the problem that we were trying to solve. So I had, we had to put her on mute, like literally in the middle of that call. And then like, Eric, I'm like, Eric, what do you think? And he's like, dude, you're the marketer. You figure it out. And I'm like, well, what about 250 bucks a month? Uh, he's like, yeah, sounds great. So we unmute and said, hey, how about 250 bucks a month? She's like, yeah, send me the order form. I'm like, great. Well, what's an order form? So I Googled up. You know, like, so that was our, like, you know, the first crazy thing. And I, you know, it's not a mistake, but it's almost like we were so consumed with the passion for what we wanted to do and what we were doing that we forgot you know, that you know, we have to like, figure out the price. Detail. You forgot the detail, right? The detail doesn't matter when you're passionate. That's as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Like, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. But yeah, I mean, we, 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 we created 16. No, we created 14 books. Um, I've lost count. It's, it's a regular process for us. And I remember our first book. So our first book went from idea to number one in five weeks. Yeah. Um, and, and I look back and the book covers wonky and the spelling mistakes all throughout the book. And we, had, we didn't even realize we'd hit number one because we didn't even have to check the ranking. All of that stuff, you know, you look back and you laugh and you're like, how did we even pull that off? We have no idea. But I think those things are part of the process. And I think up until very recently, it's something that entrepreneurs weren't talking about is all of the stuff that actually has happened or that they have to muddle through. You know, I find myself in big meetings with publishers and Dale Carnegie Company and, you know, all of these big, uh, big producers in, in Beverly Hills. They're asking us what we want and I'm looking at Sarah and she's looking at me and I'm like, I don't really know. And, you know, but it's, it's very, it's been, 
it's been interesting to see the the you know the progression. And I think you know always going forward, you're always if you're leveling, you've got to learn. You know, you're, you're kind of muddling through the best that you can. I know some hugely successful entrepreneurs, and I talk to them. They're like, we're just doing what you know what we can, right? We're just kind of trying to make it work in the best to the best of our abilities. So yeah. I, I, agree. I appreciate you sharing that as well because I feel like the failure stories are not the ones that are told. And uh, I, one of the things that I've started to commit more often, I literally five years later, I'm starting to become comfortable sharing the failures. And, and I wish I would have done it a little bit sooner, but it took me a while to, to openly share like, hey, I didn't know how to make a call. I didn't know what a sales form looked like. I didn't know how to price a product that, you know, I mean, it, it sounds so like lame and dumb and, you know, people have like MBAs and, and things like that. And said, oh, you didn't go to the four keys. I'm like, no, like I just like took my paper pen and like wrote it down. Right? So it's, it's baffling, you know, how, how crazy it is where you don't overly complicate and try to just start doing stuff. And a lot of that's what I advise every founder out there is like, just start doing stuff. You're going to learn so much more um, than trying to just overthink it. And I wonder what your thoughts are. I think action over everything, as far as I'm concerned. I am obviously um, not detail orientated at all. Um, I am just like, let's go, see what we can do, shake it about, evolve along the way. And I think, you know, reflecting and reviewing is something that's massively important. And I think because, especially, you know, as your business grows, you've got to know what's going on in your business. But I think just taking action. And I think if you're not gambling your life, if you're not gambling your, your house or your business or a chunk of money, then I think to take action is really important. It's only when there's something huge on the line that you really need to take some time, kind of iron out the details. And I've done all right by it so far. So I'm going to continue with that mindset. And then, great. I'm just going to go, I'm just going to roll with it, I think. Yeah, I think that's that's what's what's actually on. So uh, this is really interesting. So actually, like you know, just loving this conversation because it's like we were just talking, um, Paul talking about like yep, twenty one uh, going through it. So it's it's really interesting, like how many of these conversations are are really involved. Mentioning that like what you achieve is phenomenal. I believe that if you if you rather create a secure and that's a really important word, like secure another way I would say like a safe place for people to have conversations, um, then then it's great. I think one of the thoughts and I wonder where you are on this is that you build this on Facebook right now. Do you ever want to transition off Facebook and try to bring somewhere else? So Richard, obviously, that has been talking to me about this. Richard, Ricardo. I don't know who Richard is. I think it's Richard. You'll have to forgive me and take him in space. Ricardo's been talking to me about this. And um, I am very aware that social media isn't owned by us. And it's something that we have always kind of toyed with. But the difficulty is, and I've seen it done so many times, is people don't tend to use them as much as they use social media. You know, you have the opportunity to reach out to somebody in Belize if you're in the UK, if you go on Facebook. Within a pub, it's a much more difficult process. There are a lot less people in there. So you're not as accessible. Does that make sense? So I think it's, we've toyed with the idea. And I understand why, because it makes sense to kind of own that community that you're running within. However, for us currently, we are keeping them on social media with some potential to maybe add in additional that we've owned. Does that make sense? No, it, it does. I've been looking at this as well because like Flip My Funnel, for example, the podcast uh, on LinkedIn, we have a Flip My LinkedIn community, um, not as active as I would like to. And, and it almost feels like, oh, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. And then it always like, well, you can't. And then the algorithms change. And then you're like, okay, now somebody else is actually running on our hashtag. Like, so all these things that are happening that makes you realize that, okay, well, maybe for the free community, it makes sense. But after that, I think it, it, it does maybe make sense. It's like, well, somebody's going to pay 10 bucks, 30 bucks, whatever that is, mm-hmm. 100 bucks to, to kind of move them to somewhere where, where they feel like you know, the value is there and they're not distracted by a million different things. But also, yeah, yeah. We have a membership platform where we have, um, you know, content, te- you know, teaching content, but we don't have a, a hub within that. And again, it's something that I've thought about, but when I've seen it done, it hasn't been very, it hasn't been very successful. Even with some, you know, huge membership, it hasn't been that successful. So, you know, it was, it's always a balancing act of, do we go for it? Do we not go for it? Is it worth throwing some money out? Is it not? You know, should we be concentrating on another area of the business? Um, and, and I just have to remind myself that this has been a business for two years. Um, and the growth that we've had is, is just it's incredible, but it's been, it's been a real learning path. You know, I've never had to look after this many people, you know, to have 200 and 60 something people on the payroll never looked after more than three people on the payroll so for me it's, it's been a huge journey it's been a huge learning curve trying to manage everybody's expectations leadership is, is complicated you know it's not always easy i try and do my best but you know i'm learning as fast as i can for me leadership's all about listening i think listening is really, really important as a leader and i think as, as a community leader as somebody who is influential in your community somebody who's wanting to build a community listening is really really crucial it helps you tailor your content it helps you understand what people want to buy it helps you understand how you can tailor what it is that you sell to to be attractive to that person i'm not i'm not the sort of person that is going to jump on a discovery call and manipulate you into handing over your credit card for fifty thousand dollars. I, you know, I genuinely believe in that people buy from people that they know are trust. Um, and I think all of those things are, are done through, you know, building a community of, of loyal, you know, of loyal followers, of loyal, yeah, loyal people. I love this. All right, so I'm going to ask people to tag if any, if somebody else should watch this, and I'm going to summarize two or three big ideas from this, and then I'll love enough for you to share a challenge for everybody that they can tell. Because I don't know if I can build a fifty thousand people community, but that's not where you started. That's not where I started. Started. So there's a, there's a place, reactional thing that each one of us could do. Absolutely. So a couple of big ideas. One, I'll reiterate the the point of consistently consistently showing up. I think you made that very clear. You consistently show up 
every day uh, on a regular basis for a good amount of period of time even today. And you also get a point that other content that you create, you don't have a whole bunch of people doing it for you. You do it yourself. And I think it reminds me of uh, Dave Ramsey. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about Dave Ramsey, but he's actually in Atlanta, um, based in Atlanta, but he has this DaveRamsey.com as a financial advisor that helps people get out of debt. And somebody shared me that, look, from last, I think 20 years, he has a radio show. And he had like leadership books and finance books and all these kind of books. But from last, I think 20 years, he's been doing a radio show where every day he's actually on call with his customers directly. Now, yeah. you're talking about listening. Like he knows the pain of his customers. There are no filters of layers of leadership. He has a team that does a whole bunch of things, but he has never lost sight of who he's serving. And one of the things that he thinks about is that I want direct access to who I'm selling to. I don't want to hear their pain as things change. So you've been doing that consistently on a daily basis on a like worldwide radio show uh, for one hour or so every day. And that has kept him super sharp and super in tune and super direct with things. And that and everything he does is, is recorded and turns into content and copy. So it's almost like amplifies what he's doing. But okay, and actually his team then can do all of the stuff that isn't isn't necessarily important. But staying in tune with the people is, is of utmost importance. Without the people, you don't have a business, you know? Don't you don't absolutely so consistency, I'll always say like this is huge. The other part you talk about is building a relationship. I think mm-hmm. even I try to like respond to every single person who responds back or looks at or types in, in the comments or stuff, I'll try to go back and respond to them or just at least like or thumbs up to show that hey look, I see you, I hear you, and I thank you. And I feel like a lot of people don't do that. They feel like, oh, here's my great message. And hope people will come in like a show. And like, oh, look, unless you're like Tom Brady or, you know, you're like Beyonce, like, you know, that's not going to happen to you. And so no. you need to like build your own community one like at a time, one comment at a time, one tweet at a time. So it's, it's something. So you, you talk about building relationships. I think that's how, that's how we build relationships. So lots more idea. I'm going to put this on the Flip Mountain Podcast for people who listen so people can get a full, uh, full ring for it. And also like, you know, people, if you want, um, I'll send out in the one-on-one note uh, when we send out. So yeah, as you, as you finish up, what is the one challenge that you want to share with everybody? I want everybody to go away and ask their followers, ask their tribe, whatever you call them, whatever you call your people who, who have interaction with you on a daily basis, what your brand says about you. Because I think that's really, really important. It's really, really, really important. So people think that they know, but unless you're asking, you don't know. And often I do this exercise with people and they're really surprised about what they hear. Sometimes people are upset. Sometimes people are happy. But it gives you a clear understanding of what people are thinking up until this point. You know, you can look at that and you can you can choose to adapt and evolve or continue on with what you're doing or maybe make your message a little bit clear. Yeah. Um, so I want everybody to ask their followers or, you know, the community, what their brand as a, as a person and, and as a leader says about that. That is a great challenge. I think that's something that I'm going to include in my one-on-one note is like, what is your brand really talking about? Is that sending out? So that, I'm just making a note because that is a great ask because whatever people say about you is your brand. If you like it or not, but that's just this, right? So with that, with that um, we're going to have tomorrow, and I'm going to just quickly flash this uh, on the screen. We're going to talk about what it means to be a CMO at 9 a.m. at Daryl uh, from Manila. So sorry to flash it off over on top of that uh, at 9 a.m. Uh, but Leona, I think what you're doing is so exciting and so inspiring. I hope that whatever it is that you're trying to do and the big vision that you have, um, it is incredibly inspiring. And I'm, I'm so grateful that you took the time to share with me and the community. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate that. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks everyone for listening to you tomorrow at night. See you later. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. <laughs>